Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hi guys and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am honestly not sure how this is going to record because there is actually a massive like thunderstorm happening outside at the moment. It's raining, it's windy, it's it's all kind of happening. So number one, I'm concerned my internet might drop out. Number two, I'm concerned whether this like the actual quality of the audio will record well. So we're just going to wait and see. Today's episode of the podcast is about the five money habits that completely transform my bank accounts and my life really. And this, I'm sharing this in deeper aspect on the podcast episode because I created a TikTok on my mum's manifesting wealth, Facebook, uh, not Facebook, my mum's manifesting wealth, TikTok page, not my personal TikTok. Let's not go over there and check that out. This is on the work one, mum's manifesting wealth on TikTok. I did this video with the five money habits that completely transformed my life and bank accounts. And it kind of blew up. And heaps of people were like, this is so helpful. Can you teach us more on this? I'm like, I'm just going to do a podcast episode because TikTok kind of, you've really got to condense your message. And if we want to go a little bit deeper into this, and I thought what a perfect time to launch this episode of the podcast in January, let's set some intentions for the next 12 months for 2023 and really focus on what's the basic steps I can take to transform my relationship with money. Obviously you guys know I've written two books about this. So this is just like five, five overarching tips that I want to get for you. It's like, if you don't do my abundance fuck course, if you don't get my books and read and implement for them, but if you at least do these five tips, I feel like that's going to be a great kickstart for you. So that's the intention for this podcast. So let's break it down. I want to preface this by saying when it came to learning all this myself, there was no course for money mindset back in 2000 and kind of 17, 2018, when I had these epiphanies, when I was crying in my car, my dream car that I bought because I was making lots of money in my business, but my card still got declined buying toilet paper. And I was still repeating the cycle of like, why can't I get in front no matter how much money I made? Back then, there was not this industry <laughs> of mindset work for women that it is today. I had to go to my fucking library because I was broke as shit and try and find books about money and books about manifesting and books about what wealthy people did that were written by dusty old men. So it's not like I'm just, I went and did someone's money mindset program or I went and had some one-on-one coaching around my money mindset. And then I just decided I was going to teach on it. This is literally what I have implemented, learnt told myself, created these little rituals and routines and structures around just desperately wanting to deal with this money stuff for good in my life. I was sick of no matter how much I made, I was coming back to the same point, living paycheck to paycheck. So this really just came out of me going, I'm never going back to that place. I'm never going to be crying in my car. My car gets declined again. I'm going to figure this out. 
So while now some of the things that I'm going to share with you have now become more commonplace conversations like affirmations and all that type of stuff, this is the five foundational tips that I had to figure out on my own five, six years ago. And that now because of the work and the intention around this message, it is now almost not commonly known things, but it's a lot more easily accepted. If I say something like put affirmations around your house, people aren't going to be like, well, this bitch is on crack. It's a lot more accepted now. So that's kind of just what I wanted to preface. This is not like I read a blog and I created these five tips. These are literally what I did to heal my relationship with money without anyone showing me what to do. I had to figure this out. All right. So number one was checking my bank account. What I realized is that I had this really toxic relationship with money. I was an obsessive bank checker. Like (laughs) I would be checking it eight times a day. Every single bill I was obsessing over which cents and how much interest it was and all this type of stuff. I was obsessive. But the thing I noticed is that a lot of people around me couldn't relate to that obsessiveness because I'm like, how do I chill out around my money? And they're like, oh, I'm super chill. I never look at my bank accounts. You know, I'll, I'll pay attention when it's all gone. And so I realized that the attitude I had was not only very different to the people around me, but both sides of that was not healthy. If you were the type of person who completely neglects your bank accounts, and it's just like, YOLO, treat yourself. You only live once. I'll, I'll start thinking about my future and saving money when I'm 50. Like it doesn't really matter. That's not a good thing. And then if you're the complete opposite with me, where you're like obsessive and money anxiety sits on your chest every single day and you're checking your bank accounts eight times a day, that's not healthy either. It's like, you've got these polar opposites of neglect almost like a fuck boy type of situation with your money where you don't pay attention to it and you're not interested in it. And then you kind of like check your bank account at two o'clock in the morning because you want to do Uber Eats and you realize it's not there. And then you're like, damn money. It'd be really nice if you showed up at 2am. And if it was a fuck boy, I'd be like, nice if you showed up at 2am and sucked my dick. But if you're like, it'd be nice if you showed up at 2am and put money in my account, like I'm going to pay attention to you now. Where are you? You know what I mean? And then the opposite side of that is like your stage five clinger. Has anyone seen the movie Wedding Crashes and Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher pretends to be this virgin that like clings onto him because he made love to her on the beach. And she's like, don't go anywhere because I'll find you. And like, we're in love now. She's like this crazy, intense, clingy, won't, won't let him go, won't stop touching him type of woman. And that's kind of way like you're treating money either way. So what, the little routine I created was like, okay, if I'm feeling anxious, checking my bank account too much, Or I guess if someone was feeling completely neglectful, what you want to do is create a relationship with money that is supportive and nurturing. So you're paying attention to it from a place of gratitude, creating a supportive routine where you're aware of your money, because this is a thing. I realized if I was a really, really rich woman, would I obsessively check my bank account 22 times a day? No. Would I completely ignore my bank account until end of financial year? No. I would have a healthy routine where I paid attention to my money because that's what is required of a wealthy woman. So I implemented this routine with myself every single morning when I had my morning coffee, I would open up my bank accounts, even though some days it was fucking terrifying. I mean, terrifying, like $2.75 in there, (laughs) kind of terrifying. Like how do I pay my mortgage? Terrifying. I would check my bank account every single morning and just be like, I'm so grateful for how much money I have and how much more is on the way to me. And it took, it was really tricky. It was really scary. And I've been doing this now every single day for like the last six years. Once you begin to, and this leads me into number two, which is money tracking. Once you begin to create this like nurturing and supportive daily routine around your money, 
where it just feels like an, you know another thing to do. I make my morning coffee, I check my money. I make my morning coffee, I check my money. This is a wealthy woman habit that we're implementing. Once you start to do that, leads into point two, you start to notice there's always ebbs and flows. Some weeks you spend a lot, some weeks you spend minimal. Some weeks you've got a lot of money coming, some weeks you don't. But once you start to pay attention from this neutral, just curious, nurturing space, you start to realize there's always more money that comes in. Even if you have a bad day, even if you have a bad week, it is temporary and more money comes in. So that's point two, money tracking. And what this does is gives you confidence and evidence to see the ebbs and flows of how your money comes in, how your money goes out, how money comes in. It's not about attaching it to your self-worth. I mean, I, I'm a piece of shit because I set the saving goal and I didn't reach it. But once you start tracking your money and paying attention to it, then you know how much it costs to run my life. I don't budget from a place of like, I set a saving goal for $20,000 and if I don't do it, I'm a complete low life and I need to control how much I spend on food shopping and And I don't track my money from an obsessive place of like my worth is attached to how much money I make. I track my money to give myself evidence to always see the ebbs and flows, but also to know how much it costs to run my life. When I decided how much my salary was going to be this year for myself, because now I'm the main income earner in my family, it was easy for me because I just went and looked back at the last three years that I've tracked my income and tracked how much it costs to run my life. And then I knew the figure. And then I gave myself a bit more because I'm a rich bitch, right? So I knew exactly how much it costs to run my life. I also know the life that I'm working towards, my dream life. I can kind of estimate how much that's going to cost because I know where I'm currently sitting. It's like these CEO boss babe moves. If you don't know how much profit you're making, how can you run a business? If you don't know how much wholesale you're making, how can you make a business? If you don't know your profits and loss, how can you run a business? So once you take this step into radical responsibility and tracking your money, everything changes, right? This is a huge step and a huge up level, but it takes a little bit of consistency. So let's just recap where we're at so far. Number one, checking your bank accounts every single day, creating a nurturing relationship with money. Number two, tracking to see the ebbs and flows and know how much it costs to run your life. All right. Number three, abundance affirmations. The first time someone said to me, stand in front of your mirror and say, I'm a millionaire. I pretty much told them to go get fucked. I was like, are you insane? <laughs> I rolled my eyes. I was like, that is so cringy. I'm like, no way. No way. That's never happening. It has now been like six years. I have abundance affirmations up all around my house. I set reminders in my phone. I turned it into a SMS offering. for th- You can actually go on my website and get 30 SMSs done once a day to you with abundance affirmations for free. 30 days and then you guys love that so much i've now created it into a like all year round offering so you can actually go and subscribe and get daily affirmations text to you so that's how i've gone in six years five six years i've gone from oh my god get fucked affirmations are the most cringiest thing i've ever heard about that's so embarrassing i'm not doing that too <laughs> a subscription-based model helping thousands of women all over the world access these abundance affirmations it works it's the intention of rewiring your language of choosing differently you know how we always say like oh my god i'm so broke or i can't afford that and when you start to have these affirmations around you that says like oh it's not that i can't afford it it's that it's not a priority for me right now and the more you see it and the more you expose yourself to it and the more you make these subtle shifts in your language 
everything changes. The way you see opportunities, the way you see abundance and money and you relate to opportunities and the way you make decisions, it all shifts and changes. It's not about standing in front of the mirror and being like, I am a millionaire badass and people pay me $500,000 every single day and I am skinny and perfect and blonde and beautiful. Like, cause that never feels real, is it? The abundance affirmations in the way that I teach is more along the lines of like standing in front of the mirror instead of being like, why can't I get my money shit together? I'm so fucking bad at this. I just, I'm, I'm such, such a broke bitch. It's changing that into something like I'm open to learning more about money. I know that I have the power to change my relationship with money. That's the type of affirmations that bridge to eventually months, weeks, years later, whatever it is for you, because this thing is different for everyone, to eventually you stand in the front of the mirror and you go, oh my God, I am, <coughs> sorry, cough. I am, oh, no, it's still there. Give me a sec. I full on just choked on my own spit, which is awesome. Anyway, coughing fits done. But you can stand in front of the mirror and be like, oh my God, I am a multi six figure business owner. I am fully supporting my family. I am getting paid thousands of dollars every single day, but it's this bridging of affirmations. But that's my tip number three. It's the money habit that changed so much for me. And now I have an entire branch of my business in a way that I can help other women with this is the abundance affirmations. Stick them up around your home, print them. I literally right in front of me, I have my affirmation card decks. I've only got like two or three left. Probably by the time this podcast comes out, they'll all be gone. Um, and I post those to women who join the elite membership as a gift. They also get the 365 days of affirmations. I've, I've literally got affirmations in front of me of how much money I'm setting to make this year, what type of clients I want to bring in. When people ask why, you know, you've grown such an incredible company and you are so successful and you've done all this around three kids, it's because I did this work first. I did the abundance work. I do have these affirmations all around my house. It's not something that I'm getting on a course or a program or a masterclass or a podcast. I'm saying, do this. But then you come into my life and I'm not doing it. This is stuff I live every single day. If you come around to my house, you will see an affirmation taped to my fucking coffee machine. <laughs> you will see it taped in the windowsill, in the guest toilet. Like it's all there, right? So let's dive into number four, journaling. Now, I'm not the person that's going to tell you, you need to sit aside for half an hour every morning when you first wake up and meditate and then journal about how perfect your life is. And if you feel any negative emotion, that's bad and you're the devil and you're a piece of shit. That's not me. That's not me as a coach. Journaling at the beginning of this work was something I needed to convince myself to do every day. It wasn't like, oh my God, journaling is so fun. It's the most best thing I've ever done in my life. It was like, oh, don't make me face up to my feelings and emotions and think about too many deeper things. I was very much like, tell me how to run my Facebook ads. Don't tell me journaling is going to fix me. But journaling did, <laughs> journaling did fix me. Journaling is cheaper than therapy, guys. Journaling my intentions. I use a journal more now. I have clients who use a journal for 30 minutes every single day in the morning. That's their vibe. They love it. They sit there. They put on abundance frequencies on Spotify. There's playlists that I put together for my courses and my private coaching. They use those playlists. They journal for half an, day, half an hour every morning and just sets them up in the most beautiful way. That's just their way of doing it. I use journaling when I am called to up level, when I am, you know, processing and working through 
difficult stuff, difficult decisions, emotional stuff that's come up, things with friends or family. If I'm feeling hurt or triggered, I will journal all my feelings and emotions out until I kind of like feel better and get it down all on paper. But if you interview like the, the top 2% of the world in terms of success, they are they journal. Like this is the thing. These, these habits aren't just like I pulled them out of thin air because I think then they might work for you. This is statistically proven stuff. If you take the most wealthy people in the world, the most successful, you know, happy, balanced people in the world, they've got habits that look pretty much like this. So journaling your perfect day. So this is what I advise to my clients, at least to like start as a habit and an intention and then figure out which way works best for them. It's about journaling your perfect day. So another thing I use for the journaling, obviously to process emotional triggers and stuff, but actually visualizing what my life will look like and writing it down. And I get into this flow with it where I'm writing and I'm like, you know, I wake up on thousand thread count, Egyptian cotton sheets and, you know, the music starts to wake up the kids and, you know, hubby brings me a fresh coffee and this, I'm wearing this silk nighty and it's beautiful. Like, and I journal like this, like my, my perfect day. What's my dream life look like? And just visualizing all those wealthy woman vibes. And sometimes I do play those abundance frequency sounds in the background. Sometimes if the kids are home and I'm trying to journal, it's too much sensory overwhelm for me. <laughs> Brown noise, whatever you need in the background. And I journal my perfect day to the point when I, even when I close my journal, it feels so real, so real. It feels like I'm already there. And often when I get into that place with journaling on a regular basis, that's when I have the biggest shifts in terms of like, I journaled this perfect day thinking it was five years away and then it happened three weeks later. You know what I mean? It just blows my mind every single time. Tip number five, this is my last one for the money habits that completely transformed my life and my bank account. I know you guys were probably thinking this was gonna be the episode of like, save $100 a week and invest it in this account. And I know that that actually didn't help shit. I'm really good at that type of stuff. I've done investing, I've learned about trading, I've got a financial advisor, a planner, an accountant, all that type of stuff. I was the budget queen, right? I can go back and show you every budget I've ever done, the massive folders that I have for like Gates Family Budget 2014. Being good at all that shit did not mean I felt good about money, did not mean I was actually creating an abundant life. It was just that I could manage my money. It didn't mean shit into actually like my relationship and my magnetic wealthy woman vibe, right? I was still a broke bitch. I was just a broke bitch with a budget, you know? Tip number five, intentionally choosing to learn about money. So I had this thing, I was really busy. I was running multiple companies. There was a lot of shit going on. I've got three autistic kids at the very beginning of this journey. And I'm the type of person who's balls to the wall, whole ass, don't half ass it, very impatient, wants to learn everything at once. There's a reason why I haven't gone back to university to study psychology, but yet I've read most of the university psychology textbooks because I'm looking at the uni going, oh my God, six to eight years, fuck that. No way, I wanna, I wanna understand this stuff now. I'm not gonna be a practicing psychologist, but I also don't wanna do this over eight years. I wanted to do it right away. Same with the money stuff. I wanted to dive in and spend three months immersed in learning about money. The reality of that was I was a mother, I was a business owner, I had two kids back then, not three, but you know, there wasn't time, there wasn't space. And so I found myself going like, where the hell am I gonna find time to learn all about this? And then it was like this little wisdom drop came through in the shower to me. It's like baby steps, babe, just baby steps. What if you spent just 10 to 20 minutes a day 
So even doing the school run, which was a six-minute drive on the way there and a six-minute drive on the way back, what if I just spent that time learning more about money, whether that was listening to an investing podcast, whether that was, you know, sitting in the school car park, my toddler took a nap in the back while I was waiting to pick up my eldest, and I spent that five minutes reading blogs about investing, about wealth, about money, about the habits of millionaires. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I spent 10 to 20 minutes a day because that all adds up. It all adds up. So where in your life, it might be doing the vacuuming. It could be on the bus ride to work. It might be on the school run. It might be half an hour in the morning while you sit and have your morning coffee before the kids wake up. Like fuck folding the washing. That will get done. Or, you know, kids know where to grab it out of the basket, right? How can you create that time in your day to learn more about this? Because that's the difference. When you go from just like, I'm no good at this and money is obviously for rich, smart people and I can't figure it out. Of course, you're not going to get any better at it. But when you start using those affirmations, checking your bank account, journaling your goals and setting your intentions for your life, and you're starting to say things like, I'm open to learning about money. Well, I know that I can actually learn about this. It's not some fixed skill that you're born with. You know what? It's not like being born with blue eyes. There's no big thing up in the sky that when you're conceived goes, this child shall be amazing with money and she'll be a six-figure earner. And then the next baby that comes along, no, this this person will never be good at money. It doesn't work like that, right? (laughs) It's not some inbuilt thing like what color your eyes are. It's something that we choose. So if you can recognize that and spend 10 to 20 minutes a day choosing to learn more about it, watch how fast your energy shifts. Watch how fast your confidence shift. Watch how fast you start to be open and you start to recognize and magnetize more opportunities to you. Because the thing is actually, abundance has always been trying to get to you. Opportunity has always been trying to get to you. This stuff is always there for you to access. It's just when you haven't been open to receiving it for whatever reason, whether you believe you're not worthy, not smart enough, it's not something that's meant for you, whatever it was, once we can take away that kind of roadblock and we're actually open to receiving opportunities and abundance and education and knowledge and support, You'll be amazed how fast your life changes. So let's recap before I finish up. Five money habits that completely transformed my life and bank accounts. Number one, checking bank accounts every morning to create a supportive routine. Number two, money tracking to see the ebbs and flows and know how much it costs to run my life. Number three, abundance affirmations all around my house and reminders in my phone. Sneaky plug here. You can actually go onto my website and you can subscribe to get daily affirmation SMSs, text to your phone for a whole year. That is an option you can get. It's a monthly payment price. If you want more information, send me a DM on Instagram and I will get that link straight to you. Number four, journaling my perfect days and visualizing my wealthy woman vibes with abundance frequency sounds in the background. Once again, you can find them on Spotify, go abundance frequency playlist. Or if you have any questions about it, send me an Instagram DM as well. And I'll make sure my team gets a link to you. Number five, spending 10 to 20 minutes a day learning more about money, investing and wealth via things like books, podcasts, blogs, etc. That's it. 
the five money habits that completely transformed my life and my bank account. I cannot wait to hear your feedback on this episode. If you have any questions, if some of those tips were helpful for you, or if you're going like, okay, that's great. No, but how do I implement that? You're seeking a little bit more support and guidance around actually implementing these changes. Let me know. I have heaps of resources available for you. Anyway, have an amazing day and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mums Manifesting Wealth podcast series by Shoni Gates and Team Sexy Selfish. Please leave a like, comment, review and share and don't forget to subscribe. The more you share, the more people we can impact and the more awesome free content I can create for you all. If you're wondering where to go next or have some feedback for this episode, you can hit me up on Instagram at sexy underscore selfish or visit our website www.sexyselfish.com. We've got heaps of freebies there for you guys to check out as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day.